I'm really excited to announce our very first sponsor of Exponentially Empowered, which is the Drom dating app. I know the founder of this product personally. He is all about growth mindset and our message on this show to build a beautiful new world. And this app can contribute to that because most dating apps suck. They're basically fast food face swiping apps. It's not based on the inner world. It's not based on core values. And Drom changes all that where you can create deal breakers such as growth mindset or political philosophy or religion or how to raise children, any core values. You can match with someone anywhere in the world, not just in your geographic location, anywhere in the world in order to connect with someone with your core values. So what if you could say, only show me people with a growth mindset who want kids and want to unschool them. That sounds phenomenal. And the other thing is, it's only video-based. There's no pictures. There's no texts. It's only video profiles and video chats. So this is more human and reduces disappointment when you do meet in real life. Drom lets you design your perfect match. There are no experts in match percentages. You pick exactly what you want and you only get those matches. If you don't find a deal breaker or a deal maker that's important to you, you can add your own and everybody sees it once it's approved. Drom is totally free. It's on Apple and Android phones and tablets. If you want to install the app, go to drom.date slash empowered. Click the Apple or Android button. Use the invite code empowered to sign up. That's D-R-O-M dot D-A-T-E slash empowered. Use the invite code empowered. Get signed up, design, and create your perfect match. Hey, everyone. It's Joel, episode 64, Exponentially Empowered. Hope you are feeling peaceful today. I am excited to talk about anger. Let's talk about anger. Last week was sex. This week's anger. Primal experiences. But really, let's talk about anger. Anger is often seen as bad, especially in the personal development world, right? At least on the surface in the perception of emotional intelligence in this perception of someone who is self-aware and working on themselves, that anger needs to be tucked away or not ever occur. It can't ever be expressed that it's bad, that if you're, if you are on the path of enlightenment and personal awareness and development, et cetera, that you won't get angry. And I've questioned this. Uh, now, I think I used to think that to, to a strong extent. Um, personally, my story with anger in a nutshell is pretty angry in the sort of teenage, pre-teenage years in particular. Um, a lot of that anger really started coming up as I was hitting puberty and feeling frustrations and needing autonomy and respect and empathy in a dysfunctional home that wasn't meeting those needs and be 
began to express that anger, but sort of erratically or non-constructively, right? And then, and that was actually mainly ages 11, 12, 13, 14, I would say. And then actually in, into my teenage years, uh, a part of me decided to mellow, to sort of repress that or suppress it. Of course, the only difference there is, is being conscious of it or not. Um, I think it was mainly repression where I didn't realize what I was doing. But I also had a conscious belief that it wasn't helpful at all to let that anger come out. And so I created more of a persona, if you will, of a calm person. Joel's chill, right? Down to earth. And then I realized that <laughs> doing that wouldn't actually effectively integrate the ang the anger, right? But I didn't realize that until basically my early 20s. I won't tell the whole story here, but yeah, that came out when I was when I was um back and working with kids is when I noticed that anger get triggered again. And so and again, it came out unconstructively. And so then it was diving into personal growth in my 20s and seeing that, okay, how can I become emotionally intelligent, get connected to my feelings and needs, develop self-esteem, operate from a place of self-leadership so that some part of me is not taking over and, and not acting constructively. And so there was sort of this, again, this understanding in my mind that anger was a problem right? It had come out non-constructively when I was a preteen. It came out non-constructively when I was in my early twenties. And in both situations, there was a meta view that anger was a problem. And I'm wondering now, well, I'm, I'm uh, much more confident in saying now that anger is a healthy emotion, A, and that it can be expressed constructively. And that's through compassionate communication, right? But also even just, just letting it come up and speaking compassionately in I statements is like valuable. Where maybe you actually raise your voice and you're saying, I'm angry. I'm really needing respect right now. That's a nonviolent statement. That's in alignment with nonviolent communication or compassionate communication. And so when I say constructively, it doesn't necessarily mean not raising your voice or feeling the anger. So channeling the anger constructively doesn't mean always doesn't need to mean not experiencing the anger. That's another, I think, and this is fairly recent sort of epiphany for me. That's another, but that's another, I think, nuanced misconception in personal development is that constructively expressing anger is still remaining calm. And maybe it's not suppressing it, 
because you're connected with it internally. But I also think there are places where actually being angry, like allowing the part of you that is angry, angry to come up. Now, if you are highly conscious, then A, you will only use language that is compassionate and nonviolent and not accusing anybody of anything because that's not going to get your needs met, right? And also being aware that perhaps the majority of the time, it's more, it's more efficacious to not allow the part truly to express the feeling, but to internally accept the part of you and then express more, more, um, from a place of self-leadership. And so the point there is just that there's not an exact right way to channel anger constructively. So let's talk more about that process of connecting to feelings and needs and engaging with this framework of nonviolent communication. I'm re I'm reading the book right now, nonviolent communication. Um, it's funny cause I've, been aware of NBC for over 10 years and I would say practicing it fairly actively for about six years, but never read the book. I watched the three hour workshop from Marshall Rosenberg on YouTube. And that really clarified the process for me. But now that I'm reading it in actual written words, it's given me more uh, calcification of the process and fine tunement. And I'm seeking to continue to gain competence, right? To, to move from conscious competence to unconscious competence it is the goal that I have in these coming years. And so he's talking in this section that I was just reading about expressing anger fully. And what he talks about in particular is first taking responsibility for your anger and that the stimulus of your anger is not the cause of your anger. There's a distinction there. So you might hear someone say something and then you become angry. Well, if you say I'm angry because you said that, that's actually denying responsibility and it's not connecting to the needs behind the feeling. So this is a useful tool and distinction here. Because on the surface, it, it sort of seems like you could say, I'm feeling angry because you said that is relatively nonviolent, right? You're just expressing what you're feeling. But the word because there is the key. You are stating that it is a causal sequence, right? Of the person's words and then your anger. But really... There's two layers of cause. There's the cause because you're not getting a need met. Maybe you're needing respect. You're needing empathy. You're needing to be understood. And then below that is your childhood experience is likely getting triggered by the external event. But this is really key in constructively expressing your anger is to be purely responsible in how you articulate that. So again, 
If you say I'm angry because of the outside event, I'm angry because you said that. I'm angry because of this law. Well, you're angry because you're needing autonomy or you're needing choice or you're needing to be understood. So parsing that out, tweezing that out is really key. Owning 100% the responsibility. And so what you can do is just be aware of that one word because and replace it with I'm needing. I'm feeling anger and I'm needing. And that's going to break that chain right there. So that's an essential way to constructively channel the anger is through these NBC steps. Another way to channel the anger in a broader sense is creativity. So you see the problems in the world and you want to get in touch with that anger. You want to get in touch with that anger. So what I'm doing here right now is broadening this topic to not simply interpersonal conflicts, but a more macro look at humans and honoring the anger, honoring the anger that we experience when we see problems in the world. And it is very healthy and essential for us to get in touch with that anger. I am furious. I am furious that humans are placed in cages for growing plants. I am furious that the monopolistic so-called justice system puts people in cages for wrongly convicted murders. Innocent people. I am furious that young children are compelled to go into government schools. I am furious that wars are fought around this world. Let's own that anger. And now we say, in a global sense, right? In a life's purpose sense, how can we channel that anger constructively? Creativity. Criticize by creating. Living with intention through your projects, pursuits, purposes to have impact, contribution, to build. This is what lights me up about my work at Crash. Crash.co, which is the startup company that I work for. And our mission is to help people discover and do what makes them come alive and not rely on institutions in order to get a job. To not rely on resumes, third-party credentials, waiting for permission, all these mindsets we learn in school. And so what lights me up 
is the possibility of freeing the children through spreading the mindset of permissionless living, self-directed living, independent autonomous living. And if that can scale, our message, our message and mission can scale, then these schools become more obsolete, don't they? So that is a path of constructively expressing my anger. It's analogous to Rosa Parks refusing to stand up on the bus in Montgomery, Alabama. She wasn't simply physically tired, didn't feel like standing up that day. Maybe that was part of it. But really, she was irate about the need for equality not getting met for her, right? So she was feeling irate. She was needing respect, choice, autonomy, equality. And so she channeled that and she acted through refusing to move to the back of the bus, which had powerful ripple effects for humans. So how can you channel anger by first getting in touch with anger through your personal life, interpersonal conflicts, and through your political, I, I hesitate to say that word, but I simply mean it in the sense of your world view, your world view, seeing societally large problems. And rather than resigning or suppressing the anger, magnifying it, and then getting optimistic, it's what I like to call discontented optimism, get so in touch with that fury that you create, you do something about it. What's that going to look like for you? Mm -hmm.